welcome to the Backlog Breakdown! I'm Josh. That was spooky. Oh, that's exactly what I was going for. That, and I, I have almost been... spooped myself. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I have that effect on people. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been jamming the new Norma Jean record lately, oh, nice. and so I just kind of wanted to get a little bit of that out and scare mm. all of our listeners before we start talking about the real psychological horror of Silent Hill 2. So, Norma Jean. <laughs> I haven't listened to them. I, I was never like, I didn't listen to them a whole lot, but okay. I haven't listened to them in a number of years. So they have a new, new record out. Yes. Yeah. They just Very put cool. one out. It was overshadowed by another record uh, this past the week. record, which must not be named <laughs> because I'm, we can say it. I mean, no, we, we, can, we can say it. We don't have to talk about it, but um, I'm just, I mean, we, we already did for a little bit, but we, Kanye put a new record out. That's cool. And apparently hashtag Jesus is king. Yes, he is. That is true. It was true before the hashtag. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> also, also true. <laughs> oh, so how you doing, Josh? I, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been like, honestly, it's been kind of a roller coaster the past two weeks since our last episode. Um, but this yeah, past but... week has been really good. So. Uh, it's yeah yeah man i'm i'm excited i'm actually stoked i'm really i mean i'm always stoked to hang out with you i'm always stoked to talk video games to talk all the stuff that we talk about breaking down benefits as we say um but i i I don't know there's something about i just like when when the medium of horror is used to tell uh truths about the human spirit maybe it's the emo kid Mm -hmm. inside of me that's just like, oh yeah, dark and brooding stuff. Mm, I like it. I don't I know. Need blood and gore on it. Exactly. Uh, well, actually, there's. Well, and no, there's there is. <laughs> and, yeah, and fire. And my girlfriend just broke up with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so blood and tears and fire <laughs> and tight jeans and eyeliner. <laughs> um. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I like that. But I am and I, tight jeans. <laughs> blood and tears and fire and tight jeans and eyeliner. Um It sounds that sounds like the like uh like a really good album name yeah. for some sort of like super angsty band that takes itself entirely too seriously. I don't know why this popped into my head, but there's another band. I've never even heard this record, and I think it's the, the title of a record. Maybe it's an EP. Maybe it's just a song. I don't know. But I think it's it's by a punk band, and so you have to think of like the punk ethos. The name of this uh, song or or album or whatever it it always sticks in my head because I just think it's so clever. Um, it's entitled "Butt Sweat and Tears." Hmm. I like it. Yeah. Butt but- sweat and tears. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious for a punk band. I don't know why that just popped into my head. It's just one of those things. Yeah. So as a bit of a a, a punk rocker back in my day, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that is very with that ethos, <laughs> very much so. So yeah, I mean, no effects. Like mm-hmm. used to sing songs about linoleum. Yeah. So, yeah. And 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 other things. <laughs> exactly anyways 
Anyway. So how are you doing, Nate? Uh, it's good, man. I told you earlier, uh, welcomed the first McKeever niece yeah. into uh, the world today. My brother became a papa, uh, which is, is, is very cool. Awesome. We're very excited. We're Sophie Claire. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's your name. That's awesome. Welcome, little girl. That is so exciting. So, yeah, it's very cool. Uh, it, uh, it's very cool. Uh, excited for my brother, uh, my dogs, you know, and it sort of, it very much sort of outweighs like the fact that my dogs have been, they've been housebroken for years at this point in time, but they've been having some real issues this week, so, which is gross and a bummer. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, but pretty good. Uh, had a reformation service yesterday. One, okay. uh, got to sit under the morning service, Jared, my pastor, and you know, he, he's my friend too, but, mm-hmm. uh, he preached a sermon that was so lit, so legit, dude, that, um, my cold, uh, frozen chosen Presbyterian heart, <laughs> Like grew three sizes and was set aflame, and I almost said amen um, to uh, just sort of like affirm the good words that he was like spitting. Uh, mm. It was it was pretty mm. it was pretty legit, man. Um, uh, he he talked about the Emmaus Road, and uh, when the the audio for that sermon posts, I will post it in the group and, and on our Twitter page because I. I was, it's, it, it's very good one. Um, very good one. And then, you know, had a reformation service and, uh, my buddy Oliver, uh, preached that. And that was pretty dope. He talked about, uh, communion with the father through love. Um, okay. and how that, uh, John Owen wrote a book about communion, communion with God. And, uh, Yeah. It was it was pretty legit, man. I mean, like it was like we, you know got some some uh, some heavy truth dropped on me mm. yesterday. Mm. So I, I dig that. I dig yeah. It. So yeah, but we're we're pretty good. I had the day off. Uh, finally beat the game that we're going to be talking about, and uh, I spent a lot of time uh, the several hours today. Uh, I, I I removed all the AC units from my house like pulled them all out of the window put them oh, in the basement wow. and then the closets and stuff because it's getting starting to get cool yeah yeah and we, we you know that's my favorite kind of weather but um so what is cool there uh 60s okay, okay. like mid yeah. to low 60s cool uh it was in the 50s and 60s last week and i was in shorts for most of it oh, um, wow but dude, I mean, I'm out in it, and when you're walking, like you don't feel. Okay, it. okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. it's it's not like oh, like I'm. I mean, like I probably am like a little like Viking lumberjack <laughs> kind of like like I'm I'm not like you know standing in the middle of the ocean in nothing but like a man skirt, like screaming at 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 the waves or anything. But uh, you know, I can probably like handle some cold. But uh, oh, I was gonna say, dude. So, a buddy of mine turned me on to that that anime that i was telling you about Mm -hmm. earlier demon Mm -hmm. slayer oh okay all like perfect like i just feel like i need to throw like the disclaimer out there i think like the first half of the show the season that that's out right now is really good 
but it's kind of like nothing special, but like you hit that second half, like the last like 13 episodes or whatever. And it just starts getting bonkers. Okay. Like in the best possible way. Like it's, it's really, it it's sort of like a slow burn at first. And a lot of it's just like, they need to introduce like some concepts and stuff. And so you, you sort of have to like almost sort of go through the ride, like sort of ride along. But then when they start opening this up, it's like, there's some really crazy action sequences. Uh, Demon Slayer, it, it, uh, I forget the Japanese subtitle thing. It's on Hulu and it's awesome. Okay. Okay. It's on Hulu. Dang. I like it a lot. The, the one thing is like the character design is sort of growing on me. Okay. But, uh, but, like there's something about the way that sometimes the eyeballs are drawn that freaks me out. Hmm. I just I'm like I don't always like the way that the, they draw the eyeballs, but that's just me being, you know, me. So yeah, well cool. Yeah, it's it it's a uh, it's I can't stop watching it. <laughs> All right, stop. can't well, stop, won't stop. I might need to. Are are you okay? Um, I'm gonna ask a weeby question here. Are okay. you watching it subbed or dubbed? Oh, I'm subs all day long, bro. Okay, okay. I was D- dubs are trash for people the, who watch. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. By and large, I agree with you. The reason I ask is because uh, it's harder for me, you know, just to find the time and watch a, a subbed anime. Mm-hmm. So I rarely ever do because uh, I have to pay attention. I'm I'm so used to now that you know, being an adult, TV is on in the background. I don't sit yeah. and watch TV. And you can't do that with anime unless unless it has a good dub. There are occasional ones that have good dubs. There are some good dubs. Yeah. Uh, what? Gosh, uh, Cowboy Bebop has a good dub. Dude, it took the guy me a while. who does Spike Spiegel's voice is legit. Yeah. The whole cast actually that they do for the dubs is legit. Yeah. 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 I dig it. That's like that's that's it's probably one of the, the the high water mark. Exactly. Dude. Yeah. Well, like, I've heard some newer anime has much better. I actually I heard from someone who who has recommended um uh oh the other one that you mentioned was uh My Hero Academia. Um yeah. how she said that they're actually some with some of the newer anime, they actually go in and reanimate the mouths so that it matches the English voice actors rather than oh, wow. the original Japanese. I know. I was like, dang. So that that would actually make it much better. Because I feel like with a lot of dubs, they are held back by the fact that, oh, they have to line it up to what, you know, to the mouth movements of the Japanese. And so the English just feels kind of stilted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have that freedom there, then that's actually a really cool plus. And you, you, could, you could voice act better, basically. <laughs> so the yeah. dubs can be a lot better. Anyways, um, it just just curious. So I I do need to check it out. Yeah. It's on my list. I, I still need to check out Academia. I've heard good things about that too, and just never have. I'm I dig Naruto a lot. Oh, um, and have Dude, for quite I'll a long honest, time. I'll be honest. When when Samantha on uh, so talked to me was like talking about how she was binging Naruto. Uh-huh. I kind of like I kind of had like a a bit of a moment. I was like, what girl? <laughs> Quit playing. You're playing. Yeah, she doesn't do much anime, but Naruto, she really likes. Um, See, I haven't watched, I haven't watched like hardly any Naruto. Okay. Just because it's, uh, you know, uh, I got, had a a funny story, Uh, had some mega made chicken fajitas and we slow cooked Mm. the chicken in in the crock pot. Nice. And uh, we got some hot peppers and sweet peppers from church last night. Okay. And Megan 
threw in a whole lot of the hot peppers thinking <laughs> they were the sweet peppers. And uh, so she's like, you need to dig these out. And and she was like, she, I don't know. She got some on her finger and stuck it in her, like got like on her nose, like, and pretty much like some of the oil got like, like she either like, like itched her nose or something, but uh-huh. some of the oil got into her sinuses and she was like, just like her, her eyes were watering. And then she's like, she went and washed her hands like two or three times. And then like, she like touched her face and then it was like, she said like there was more pepper oil. Like, yikes. <laughs> so, um, so I was digging those out with a fork earlier and it was, it was, it was tasty. It was a, we had a, by the time we got to it, it was like, there's a little bit of kick to it, but it wasn't terrible. Okay. Okay. So, well, good. But it was whew. funny because she was just walking around the house and her eyes were watering. She was a, she was a bit of a mess. Ugh. Me Ugh. being the terrible husband I am, I, I laughed at you her were, discomfort. Yeah, of course. She was she was <laughs> glad though because she's been having like a bit of a head cold thing and it cleaned it out. Oh uh, yeah. She could it'll do it that. was like the first time in weeks that she'd been able to breathe through her nose. And she was like, This is so she's like it was it was almost worth the pain. So <laughs> Well good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So Awesome. Love you, sweetheart. Because <laughs> she does listen. Nice. No, well, that's cool. I didn't know she did. Um, yeah. That's super cool. My wife listens on occasion, but not all the time. She probably won't listen to this one. She probably doesn't care about Silent Hill. Um, mm. You know, she's only seen me play it a couple times. And, you know, it's just like, what the heck is that? Which was, I think, like, as we were talking, was kind of both of our responses in a lot of ways. Too. 90% like, of the game, yes. <laughs> like, that was my, the? yeah. What the anyways like dang this is creepy but what the heck is going on i don't even understand there's just things happening things happen and then it ends are we going to talk at all about some of the enemy designs yes like yes the the bed thing like the things that were basically on beds Uh uh-huh like oh my goodness like the abstract daddies and uh oh Mm. so so freaking weird. Yes. Well, there's Anyways. there's a reason for that, and and we'll get into it. Yeah, there there are lots of beds in the game for different reasons, for two different reasons. But we'll, yeah, we'll get to it. So uh, before we get to it, want to roll mm-hmm. into our uh, backlog report? Let's do it. Do it. <laughs> Throwing papers around and Welcome to the Backlog Report, where we report on our backlogs. Oh, I like it. I don't I don't it's know. Fancy. I mean it's fancy. It's called a tautology. Um do you wanna start off or do you want me to? Uh I will. I, I can do that. Do it. Um so I'll just start with uh Reading, I read some more of The Deacon by Van Damme. Yeah. It was very good. Uh, I, I I really just, I continue, like, just emphasize that book. I actually ca- came in here and I was doing some cleaning up today and I realized I still have, like, a chapter or two of, like, Good and Angry that I either read and want to reread mm-hmm. or, because I think I, I finished the book. I just, so I'm like, oh, well, I need to finish that up. As far so you know, my reading, I'm sort of like uh, I, I was doing the whole uh, 
quite like devotion on uh the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And uh between we were doing family worship on uh confessing that we're using confessing the faith to sort of like guide our family okay. worship. And so sometimes I would just sort of like meditate on one of those passages instead. So I got to the fourth commandment, which is uh you know about honoring the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And uh dude, I- I'm just gonna say like, you know, I would really recommend to anybody out there like drill down on that stuff. Like I, I it's okay. one thing to like know the Ten Commandments and like know the Lord's Prayer. But like when you slow down and you sort of just like take a chunk and you just sort of think through and maybe do a little research, do a little digging, like get a good like commentary or study Bible and and sort of and just sort of pray through some of that stuff. Like, man, um like one of the questions that I was trying to ask myself while I was going over the over these was just like, how am I not obeying this? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the ways, and you know, and again, not to get too deep into the, like the Sabbath observance stuff, but like, man, like I was just, it was, it's, it's been good. Um, And so I'm going to continue with that. Uh, Memorization, I kind of, I did okay, but I haven't really made much headway. Um, You know, I've, you know, I've sort of solidified the things that I already know and the things I've sort of added to that. And I'm sort of pushing out. And so it's like the first 10, 15 verses of Galatians 2. I mm-hmm. sort of have down-ish. And I'm sort of like slowly expanding that. Yeah. But I'm just trying to sort of, uh, you know, really like the the hardest part, and we've talked about it before, is like once you have like, like just trying to make sure that you don't lose anything is is really difficult. Um, and then still adding to that. Um, so. Uh, and then, uh, so memorization was okay. And as far as back, like backlog report games go, mm-hmm. obviously Silent Hill played a whole bunch of that, um, picked up the division two on sale so I can okay. play with Parker. And I don't think I need to take any points. I haven't actually posted it in the, the book club yet because I don't think I need to take any points, but I should probably post it just for transparency's sake. Um, and you know, of course, playing Breath of the Wild, dude. Um, ah. That came out like okay, and it's like it's real good, it's real good. But on like, there's almost a point. Like I, I've probably complained about this before because that's kind of what I do um, is complain. But uh, uh, it's big. Yes, it's like real big. Yes, and that's almost like problematic for me sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Like it's like, there's, it's almost just like, this is too stinking big. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> but, um, I finished the game at 60 hours and I felt like there was still a lot more to do, but I put it down yeah. and I haven't gone back to it because it was 60 hours. <laughs> Dude, I mean like, it's like, you know, I re- I really like the style and I think like, you know, I'm just sort of like holding fast. Like I'm really enjoying it. I, I sort of hold nice. to my old man grumpus sort of like i think it's overrated a little bit mm-hmm. but i i do dig it so yeah dude uh that's just sort of holding pattern i'm probably not reading nearly as much as i need to and uh you know i watched like a lot more tv in the last couple of weeks because of stinking demon slayer um, <laughs> but yeah i feel you like no, Breath of the Wild is good though, man. Like it's like like I said, I, I still think it's like 
a little kind of overrated, but um, at the same time, like it's way better than I was giving it credit for. Mm. So, mm. and I'm 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 okay with saying that. Like, I still think Hookshot would make that game like a bajillion times better, and the weapons are broke. Like, <laughs> don't come at me with that junk, man. Are you stoked for Breath of the Wild too? Um, See what they do. Yeah, I mean, like I, I wouldn't like. Like for me, that that's that's a ways out still. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of like, and there's like all this stuff that I'm trying to like. I'm just looking like I, I really want to play Dragon Quest Eleven, so like yeah. I've got that, and then Outer Worlds came out, dude, and so there's a bunch of stuff where I'm looking at and I'm going like, I really, and I still need to be like, I still have like I bought Sekiro a while back, and I want to beat that. Ooh, kind of like, I'm like, man. I got too much to play. <laughs> Dang it. What a terrible. And I know. I know. And then it's like, but then like just all the stuff that we do too. It's like, and it's good. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, I'm just like, it's, it's cool. It is what it is. Like, yeah. Anyways. So that's, <laughs> I'm done. I got, that's, that's what I played and read and did. Nice. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to follow your lead and start with books. First of all, um, I read slash listened to a book by Tony Ranke. Um, okay. he did the, uh, the one about phones and the, social media, the way 13 ways your phone is changing you. There you go, man. You, yeah. You got the names and everything. Um, so he just put out another book recently and he does a narration on the book too. Um, it called competing spectacles which is interesting. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it had a really, it, it had some really good things to say, but the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like, well, there's some, there's some things that I take issue with, but by and large, I think he makes some really good points. Um, basically like the, he's using spectacles in terms of like to make a spectacle out of something. Um, so, it, so he talks about basically how, uh, the, like the spectacles that we create, as a culture in order to grab people's attention and how we like exaggerate, you know, the best parts of our lives and the worst parts of our lives and how we are interested in those like exaggerations and things like that. So like Instagram. But yeah. Yeah. A lot of it, a lot of it definitely has to do with social media, but then he pulls it back and he takes it into like different cultures. Like one of the things that stuck out to me the most about the book is he talked about, um, I think it's Roman, the Roman blood sports. Um, and how like, you know, that was like the spectacle of their day is like these competitions where like the culture had become so desensitized, like people were literally dying, but it was their form of entertainment and, uh, kind of like comparing that to, you know, some of the stuff that goes on today, obviously we've toned that down a bit, but the heart is still there in that, like, we just really want to be entertained and we don't really care what Mm -hmm. that costs. Um, so he has a lot of really good things to say. I'm just not sure that everything falls into the categories that he puts them in, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. so there are some things that I, after kind of thinking about it a little bit more, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know about all of that, but it definitely, I would recommend the book. I think it has a lot of good stuff to say. I think just because he is so um, keyed in with the culture and things like technology and social media, he mentions video games and how those are a spectacle um, as well and your interaction with those with the medium is is very unique and so he doesn't say anything like particularly 
wrong about like he he has i think he has a balanced perspective on things like video games which i appreciate that doesn't always happen um yeah so i would recommend the book it's good stuff um even if i don't agree with all of it that's totally fine um so that that was pretty much the only book that i have read outside of institutes making my way through that uh i'm Mm -hmm. in book three i just started well i've been doing a little bit in book three i've fallen off a little bit in my reading here the past few days um but getting back on the horse um and then valley vision still doing Mm -hmm. that to go through all that good stuff what's it called memorization still in james 2 kind of similar situation (laughs) working on the first 10 verses and it's funny uh you know we talk about all kinds of different things pre-show we talked a little bit more about kanye um but uh, James 2, the the first few verses, well, the first 10, basically what I've been going over, talk about partiality and showing partiality to different people. And so it it, it kind of, you know, God, uh, the, one of the reasons that we memorize scripture is so that we can bring it to mind. And mm-hmm. uh, so w- when you talk about things like comparing different people for their, you know, influence or money or fame or things like that, it... Uh, the Bible has some stuff to say about that. Um, so you just don't rule of thumb. Don't show partiality. It says it something. It does about have you. things to say about it. <laughs> hmm. So uh, yeah, it's coming along. I, I've almost got all 10 verses more okay. to go, but almost got that down. Uh, so that's what I've been reading this week in terms of playing. So Silent Hill 2, of course. Mm-hmm. Finished that up just over this weekend, and so I've been delving into kind of the deeper meaning of a lot that happens in the game, and I think there's a lot there, hence the length of this episode. Um, but outside of that, I got into a little like Metroidvania-type game on my 3DS called Steam World Dig 2. Oh, man. I really like Steam World Dig. Me I really too. like that. Yeah. Um, Two takes what the first one did and expands upon it, basically. So it's um, more the same? It, yeah. But gooder? Yes. Yes, but more there. It is a continuation of the first one in terms of story, uh, even in terms of characters. You are a different character, but you are looking for the main character of the first game. Uh, in fact, the character that you play as in the second game was in the final cutscene. I mean, I'm sure she was in more of the game as well. I just the girl remember. robot. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she was in the first one as well. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's just more to do. There's more to search out in this one. There are different types of levels. Uh, this one is not procedurally generated, so it, it's okay. actually uh, like they handcrafted a lot of the levels, a lot of the challenges and stuff like that. I might go back and complete it because um, I think it's, it, it, I just loved it. I had a great time with it. It's very well done. I really wanted to go back and like chase after like the hundred percent slash platinum mm-hmm. for steam world dig. Yeah. Um, but then I started looking at some of those trophies and I was like, Nope. Oh really? <laughs> Okay. Like it was like there was one like it was like a speed run for like beating Ooh. the game in like three hours. Okay. And I was like it was like one of those things where I was like, I could see somebody doing that, but I won't. Yeah. Like that's just sort of like, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not how I'd want I would not want to play the entire game over again just for a just for a completion. In this one it's 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 more you go back, you find hidden stuff. And that's 
yeah, so maybe, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's more to it and I won't go back and try and do that for the backlog golf points because maybe it's too rough. I don't know. Um, but highly recommend the game. It was a great time. Um, and then I just started the other day because I'm like, Hey, I finished these two games. Like, what am I going to play now? I, um, pulled out another game that was drafted a while ago. If you're okay. one of our patrons, uh, we'll do drafts every once in a while. This was like back over the summer. Uh, still haven't finished them all. Um, this is a 3DS game and it's a re-release of a re-release. If I understand correctly, it's a Ace Combat, Assault, uh. Horizon, Legacy Plus. So there's the a series, lot of words in that title. Yes, yes, there are. The series is Ace Combat, so it's a it's a airplane dogfighting game. Um, and then the the game. It, my understanding is that the original version of the game was Ace Combat Assault Horizon. Okay, and then there was some sort of re-release. Ace Combat Assault Horizon Legacy. Well, this is the re-release on 3DS, Assault Horizon Legacy Plus. So it's doing the whole like Kingdom Hearts HD remix. Re- I was going to say that reminds me more of like a Street Fighter title. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Arcade Street Definitive Fighter, Game of Super, the Year. Turbo Super, Super Street Fighter Turbo EX Plus. 3.0 edition yes exactly that's yeah so uh, i don't know what the differences are i just owned this game because it was super cheap i think i paid like i paid between two and five dollars i don't remember um and i'd never played an ace combat game before so i'm like 10 missions in and i dig it um i do i feel like there's some stuff that i'm not sure that i'm doing it correctly um but it's like it's like in between like a flight simulator and an arcade like Star Fox game. It's like in the okay. middle between those. So there are some like simulation elements, but it's not super heavy. You know, you're not gonna, uh, there's some things you have to, you have to, you know, like be careful of like losing control of your plane, but it's not like you're seeing all the dials, the knobs and switches and stuff like that. Like an actual airplane, it's much more oriented around like fly over here, shoot down this guy, pull a maneuver and get behind him and then shoot him with your missiles kind of a thing. So grab some sick G's bruh. Yeah. Yeah. Those nice. get, get them. So it's, yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, we'll see what comes next. Cause now, you know, we finished silent hill too. And so mm-hmm. we're jumping mm-hmm. into the last two months of the year, finishing out our backlog golf. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I need to, pick out some new you know i'm not playing an rpg right now it's weird to to say that like it's weird to not have one game that like i'm making constant progress in um but we'll see in the next week or two whether or not that changes <laughs> oh my uh, you know what i forgot to mention josh yes and I, I don't know if i mentioned i did it but micah hendrick and i played through castle crashers and he basically oh. a few weeks ago at this point in time, I think it was before even we recorded our last show, but uh, he uh, he and I played through Castle Crashers, and he basically just drug me, dragged me through the end. And uh, <laughs> nice, yeah, because he's 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 good, he's good at games. <laughs> but no, that was that was fun. We we spent a few hours uh, doing that, and so I just wanted to give a shout out to that because you know. 
Mike is a homie, and uh, that was a good time. Megan and I are probably going to play through some Castle Crashers together. Mm. Um, she was she was playing the other night. She was getting real frustrated. She's like, I Uh-oh. need you. She's like, you beat it. You, you need to get on here and help me. Unfortunately, she's playing um, the way that the game works is that you can only have one of a certain type of knight on the board at any given time. Okay. So she's playing the green knight, which does like a poison gas. Okay. That's who that's who I was playing when Mike and I beat it. So Okay. <laughs> so she's like she's like, get on here and, and, and help me. And I'm like, I well I, I kinda can't. I yeah. was like I was like, we'll have to go back and level up my guy and she's like, But you beat it and I was like, Yeah, but that's not the way it works. <laughs> it's like pausing so. an online game. It just doesn't yeah. Mom so. that's not how the video no, game works. It's not how this works. <laughs> I didn't Anyways, mean to call but, your wife mom. Sorry. That was a little weird. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Micah. So whoop, whoop. And and dude, he killed it on that bite size, man. Mm. Mm. Made me made me want to play some journey right then. It's a good game. Right then. I, I just played I, it through I, the first time this year. I think uh yeah, I, I I've got a hankering for it, especially after this game, after Silent Hill. Mm. I need something wholesome and sweet <laughs> and yes. light. Exactly, and and uh, Journey is all of those things. Something so. that doesn't involve jumping down. Uh, so many grave holes. plots and holes and going deeper and darker. Dude, sometimes you were just going downstairs for hours. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was like, ah, stairs. It's true. Yay. The, the, there was a lot of descent in this game into the darkness. the two of us descend into silent hill 2 as well um so this game is do do we have to (laughs) i'm sorry i mean based on the title of the episode i'd say we should at least take a little like a slight look in here let's peer in and see how much peer into the depths grabbed and, and sucked under by the the weight of this game Let's so, do this thing. Silent Hill 2. It is known as one of the best horror video games of all time. Okay, I've owned this game for years and I've never touched it. I wanted to play the first one before the second one. We had a whole episode on whether or not that's a good idea. Um, long story short, in this case, the first one gives a little bit of explanation, but for the most part, these two games are completely separate. Um it is much more 
Silent Hill for these first two entries were much more like it was much more like an anthology series where things happen in the town of Silent Hill, um, but they're not necessarily connected. There are some things that are a little bit easier to understand if you've played the first one, but they none of the characters are returning uh, except in one ending, which we'll get to later. Um, so Silent Hill Two. It's the story of a James Sunderland who receives a letter from his deceased wife. She's been dead three years and he gets this letter from her saying that she is waiting for him in silent Hill because silent Hills is a resort town that uh, they had visited in the past while she was still alive. And so she's saying that she's waiting for him there because he promised to take her back and he never did. So the game starts out with James driving into Silent Hill and walking and walking and walking in a foggy forest until you stumble upon a save point in a well. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Just and I'm just gonna get it out of the way now, man. Yes. And I've the the more we played this, the more I was like, this game is basically a walking sim. Uh-huh. Um, there's some action slash puzzle elements, but yeah, it's very walking simulator e. Yes. So I I totally agree. Um, the fact that the game opens the way that it does, I will say it's unsettling. Um, walking yes. through the forest, there's some weird like sound effects. You're kind of on edge, like you're expecting things to jump out, and nothing ever does. Um, yeah. The camera angles constantly change. This take it. This game has tank controls. So it takes cues from the original Resident Evil. What were you going to say? The, the nice thing about the version that I played, you could actually change that <gasps> so that oh. some of those went kind of away. Okay. Um, it still would be like, it, like sometimes when the camera would shift and like you're holding down on the stick, it'd be like they'd hit a point like where it was like you'd just turn around and walk right back. Yeah. Where you, but, um, you know, for the most part, like the 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 way that I had the, I was like, what does this do? I was like, because I was like, I, the tank controls are driving me nuts. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, I was like, oh, well, this is like vastly more playable. <laughs> so nice. Well, that's good to know. Maybe I just never stumbled upon that option. And if that's the case, um, I'm going to be a little upset. But that said, uh, the gameplay is not really this game's strong suit Mm-mm. um the the, the way the the moment to moment what you're doing how you're controlling james and what you have to do to progress in the game um as much as i enjoy this game in retrospect uh it was not what you call fun <laughs> I'm not sure mm, that I yeah, no. enjoyed playing it. <laughs> um, I think it had enjoyable moments. Yeah. And there were sort of like some neat little like, aha, like, ah, like kind of, kind of gigs. But like for the most part, yeah, it was, yeah. So, so we'll jump into this in, in a little bit, but th- those are just some of, kind of overall thought do you have any overall thoughts before we go before we go too deep before we jump into the the grave plot here 
what are just your overall sort of, thoughts? Um, I can see why it's a lot of people's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, the story is interesting. I think there's a lot of like the game has. There's a lot of um, narrative hooks and story beats that it hits that are really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Now, I just played through it once. I think the other thing is that this game lends itself towards being played multiple times. And we talked about this before. And I really, like you said that, and uh, I I definitely agree with that, that this game sort of probably, if you were to play it through three, four, five, six times and get all the endings, get all the collectibles, sort of dig through all the little ephemera, like there's a lot of stuff there to sort of Mm -hmm. be picked through. which is interesting, but um, the strongest part of the game was was like the narrative hooks mm-hmm. because the actual gameplay stuff was just kind of like not good. Now, like it's hard not to compare it to Resident Evil because in some ways yeah. they are, uh, you know, they 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 sort of exist within the same sphere. Right. This is sort of like a survival horror without there's like survival ish elements but it's more it's like a walking sim in sort of a sort of shrouded in a horror sort of mask yeah there's just like i don't know like and and that really threw me off i'll be honest like i i died a few times in the beginning because i was like i was like i'm gonna kill all these like uh well they they call them straight jackets Mm -hmm. in in and I'm going to kill all these straight jackets. Well, then it's like, you know, they do their stupid spit thing and the combat, like yeah. the combat controls are sort of junky and clunky. And it's like, so you end up dying a lot. And I was like, and I was like reading, I was like, what is going on here? I've got to be doing something wrong. And one, it, it nowhere in the game does it tell, like this is one of those games that you probably would have been really helpful to like read the instruction manual. Um, but it's like, so you have to like, hit a button to go into like combat posture. You hit another button to like fire your weapon or swing your weapon or whatever. And then you have to like go of that. Cause like, once you knock them down, you can like run over and like kick them. Mm. <laughs> and I well, was like, you have to, <laughs> yeah, you have to like, or like you can just sort of like, if, if you, cause in a lot, like outside of being like maybe in a corridor where you have to like actually like fight them, a lot of times you can just like run by yeah everything like you there are outside of like the boss fights there are very few enemies that you actually have to engage mhm and which i thought was an interesting take you, you know what i'm saying like that i thought was like okay like i can see like there there's something cool about that mm-hmm. but at the same time anyways i just think like it's an interesting game but like and I can see why it would be on so many people's lists. But um, I think like the biggest hook, like the narrative stuff was sort of spoiled. Like I mentioned this before, but it was spoiled for me. I was listening yeah. to Jared Petty's The 100, his top 100 podcast, where mm-hmm. he's basically, the premise of his that, that podcast is pretty neat, but he's inviting friends to come on and they're generating a top 100 list. Okay, And uh, he's starting at, 100 and so the person he brings that that comes on like once they name a game that game's there it can't be used again and it's it's a really sort of jared's jared's a really interesting guy 
I enjoy his content. Nice. But he brought it up when he was talking about something. He had, and he brought it up, and I wasn't paying attention. And I was like, sort of like doing my thing. And then all of a sudden, he was like, and Silent Hill, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I was like, uh? like kind of like I was, I was like what i mean so and it, it was sort of spoiled but at the same time like you and i talked about it like the sort of the storyline is so sort of like esoteric and like vague in some ways mm-hmm. that like i got to the end and it's sort of i was like okay i can see how you you would come to that conclusion yeah you know, but it's like at the same time, it wasn't like, uh, you know, I, I, I really feel like this game sort of, you know, quote unquote shows its age in a uh-huh. lot of ways. Um, so and I'm sure that we'll bring up some of that stuff, but I, I think it's a good game. Uh, for me personally, it doesn't even rank in like my top 50. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, it's okay. Like. I can definitely see why it's sort of a, a historical piece, mm-hmm. but I also feel like, and I, and I said this to you before, and I, and I think I would love to see them do a remake of this and see what they would do with it. Yeah. Because especially given like the tools that we have today, like it would be so cool to see them because like there was something neat about the fact that like, it wasn't like Resident Evil. It wasn't like, right. you know, sort of a power fantasy. This was a very different type of game. This is like, like, and after a while, it just sort of like peters off and it's like non-threatening. But like, if you could like maintain that level of threat, like mm-hmm. the entire game and sort of like, just like make it creepy. There's something about this game that I I, I would, I, I did appreciate, but yeah, personally, I was just kind of like, when I was done, I was like, and eh, no, I'm probably never coming back to this game again. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were some stuff. I mean, like I said earlier through most of the game, so I didn't have it spoiled um, through most of the game. I would say like up until the last hour of the game, I was really confused. I was just like, I don't understand what is going on. I don't understand who like the conversations that happen in this game between the different characters, the characters talk past each other. Um, everyone seems like they're talking in riddles, but not riddles that you're supposed to be able to solve. It's just like, why, why are you saying that? I I don't understand what is going, there are reoccurring things like, um, we'll get into this later, but like a certain character in the game dies multiple times and then comes back and nothing is ever really resolved. Like why, how is it that they just died in the last scene and then an hour later they show up again? And you're having a conversation like what I don't understand. Um, now it requires like so much, like it requires so much this suspension of disbelief at times without giving sort of like the narrative impetus that it needs to. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like specifically like the, the character that dies and then comes back and dies and comes back. Like that happens a couple of times and right. you're like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. And you're, sup- I think in some ways, I don't know if that's intentional or not, or if that's just sort of like, you're sort of seeing like that basically like the, the writing, the, the writing on this game just wasn't that great. I don't, I don't know either way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's an explanation and we'll get into it when we talk about the characters in the game. 
But while I was playing it, like I said, through 90% of the game, I didn't understand what was going on. And so Mm -hmm. um, coupled with the gameplay that I did not find satisfying, um, because this game has a lot of puzzles, it's, it's built around finding items. Like it's built around searching through all of the rooms. There are lots of superfluous rooms in this game. Searching through all the rooms and finding different items in different places, possibly combining those items or or solving puzzles in yeah. order to use those items to progress to the next area. While that's happening, there are these really freaky creatures that come out. Not like jump scares or anything like that. There, um, there are some jump scares, but not a ton. Yeah, yeah, that's... I don't think the the horror is derived from jump scares. It's more of no. just the disturbing imagery throughout yeah, the game. It's just, it's just creepy. Yes. It's just very, very creepy. Yes. Yeah. So um, when so here's the scenario that I was in through most of the game is uh, I actually resorted after the first few hours to playing the game with a walkthrough. Um, I don't know in retrospect whether this I would recommend it or not. Um, it helped me because I was so frustrated by the vagueness of the puzzles. Uh, I, I think there's something, I, I do think it shows the age of the game. This was an early PS2 game. And so you were kind of just expected, it's not a particularly long game, um, but you were expected to literally just wander around and find items and use them almost like a point and click adventure game. Um, and just yeah. find like grope in the dark for what you're supposed to do next and I think that was supposed to add to the tension for me playing through it. It was just frustrating because I wanted to progress yeah. and I'm just like, I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to do with these different things. I have like 15 items. What am I supposed to use? I don't know. Um, I, I think there are little ways that the game kind of pushes you into, uh, it guides you a little bit, like it marks your map off for you and things like that. But it was it was very frustrating for me. So when you finally get through, you finish the puzzles and whatever, the next place opens up and then you get to a cutscene and nothing in the cutscene makes any sense. It just added to the frustration. Rather than that cutscene being a payoff for what you just did, it was more frustrating because I'm like, what just happened? Like, who? I don't know. Like, okay, it introduced a new character. Okay, you're here too. But like, what... You, I don't even. You weren't even talking to me. Like this didn't. This really doesn't. Didn't make any sense. Again, for ninety yeah. percent of the game, at the end of the game. Oh yeah, what were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say, dude, and and we sort of we sort of were going back and forth a little bit on this pre-show, but like, man, but there's like three or four other characters that you meet in this uh-huh. game. Uh there's Maria. Laura, the little girl, Angela, yep. and Eddie. So that's yep four. There's nobody else, right? Right. Okay. Um, and it's like you probably interact with those four characters a grand total of 45 minutes to an hour, like mm-hmm. with cutscenes and stuff like that. And they just do the, like this weird, like expositional dump stuff that, yeah, like it just like, yeah, they sort of tie it all together at the end. Mm hmm. But I'm just like, man, like there's there's a much better way of like sort of like pushing at that pushing at that narrative and pushing those things in that direction in in a way that's a little more coherent. Because yeah. like I'm not saying that you need to like give away the ending, but like it just felt like like 
the way I explained it to you earlier was like, it just feels like a series of jumps. I'm like, yeah, the jumps make sense, but there's all this stuff that you just have to sort of fill in on your own. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, no, like yeah. you can like with, with just like a couple more minutes per character or whatever, like you can really flesh that out. So it doesn't feel so like stilted and sort of like, you know, boop. Oh, Hey, like, you know, mm-hmm. this person's kind of weird. Oh, now they're significantly weirder into like just full blown psychosis, like, yeah. or, or, or whatever the case is, you know, per se. But I'm just saying like, I feel like, and, and that's one of the reasons I'd love to see a remake because I'd love to see them sort of come back to that source material, retreat it and sort of maybe give it some of the attention it deserves. Cause that story, yeah. like it tells some really interesting stories and mm-hmm. hits on some really interesting, especially sort of like thinking about like our, our current sort of like climate Mm-hmm. Politically, yeah, yeah. socially, uh, yeah. I think this game has a lot to say, even if the conclusions. Well, we'll get we'll get to that later in the spoiler section. We will talk about the story and kind of what this game has to say, and which no spoilers here. I think is far and away the best thing about this game is the yes. story that it tells yes. and and the things that it hits on, the themes that it goes towards. Um. Now, the one last thing I want to kind of say about the character interactions is I'm sorry that I have to compare it to this because this is what all games are compared to, right? Um, I'm going to compare this to the way that the story is told in Dark Souls, okay? Dark Souls was okay. the first game that I've ever played where it seems like none of the characters that you meet actually care about you. Because in most video games, the the NPCs are there to like tell you things about the world and and to like talk about your story where dark souls each of the npcs have their own thing going on and so they'll yeah. interact with you but it's very much in passing and it doesn't it's not focused around you as a character and so in order to learn more about a lot of the characters you have to do some digging into the item descriptions and things like that i think this game pre dark souls does something very similar in that all of the characters that you meet are not so much concerned about you, they're concerned about themselves, and there are reasons for that, which we'll get into later. Yeah. However, that is never th- those reasons are not revealed until the very end of the game. So again, like that 90% of the game that you're playing, you don't understand you don't understand what people are talking about when they talk. They're literally just talking past each other about what's going on in their head. And you have no way of deciphering why they are talking like that until the twist at the very end of the game and the reveal of kind of what Silent Hill is and why the characters are there. Yeah. I think though too, like, and you know, and again, this is just something that we sort of, we we talked about a little bit between the two of us, but we we just we just we're coming off Psychonauts, right? Mm-hmm. So we played Psychonauts in September, where really the beauty of that game, the the sort of the mastery of that game is the writing. Yeah. It's just like the attention to detail, the world building, the crafting, the snappy dialogue. Like there's just a lot of charm and polish when it comes to that script. Mm-hmm. Then you come across Silent Hill 2, where it's just like, it's a really different take. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's very, it is very jarring in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, and it's funny kind of some of the similarities because I compared some of the stuff in Psychonauts to uh, kind of point-and-click adventure games. This game mm-hmm. ramps that up to 11 to where it's just like, oh, yeah. what am I supposed to do with this stuff? Psychonauts was not nearly anywhere uh, close to how obtuse this game is at times. Um, and so, like I said, I resorted to using a walkthrough through most of the game, which takes away from some of the tension because if you know where to go and you know kind of like the walkthrough will kind of give you a heads up on if there are going to be new enemies in the area or something like that. Yeah. It, it's not as freaky when you encounter those enemies. There's definitely still some really cool things that the, that the enemies do with their design. Um, but it's not, you're not, well, the term I used earlier was groping around in the dark. It's not quite like that anymore. So it's hard for me to say, like, I don't know if I would recommend using a uh, walkthrough like I did or not. Because there's pros and cons to each way. It, it really depends on your level of frustration. And I was getting frustrated. So I was just like, no, nah, I, I can't do this. Um, yeah. No, I I mean, the I played through probably like the first half of the game without one. And I was just getting like angry and annoyed. Yeah. Because it, it's just, it is very sort of like, it expects a lot out of you. Yeah without I feel like giving you the tools that you need to actually like, it doesn't sort of like say like, Hey, you're going to find stuff. Like you find this key, you might need it later. Mm -hmm. It's like you found this thing. And like too, there are some like optional puzzles and stuff that you can like walk right past. Yeah. And so you'll just have stuff in your inventory (laughs) that you didn't use. Exactly. Um, Like, yeah. Like you said, you can walk past stuff. I Even when I knew from a walkthrough that something was supposed to be in a certain room, sometimes it was difficult to find it. One, because of the controls. It's early PS2. Um, that's mm-hmm. just like, it's, it's just showing its age there. I understand that. Um, but also because it's like, you know, find this one slightly shiny thing on this, uh, you know, shelf of other items. There were times where the item that I needed was right next to another item, and because it was tank controls, I it, my character continually tried to interact with the other item on the table and not the one that I was supposed to pick yeah. up, um, to where I literally had to retread my steps in order to go back and get that key that was sitting on a table because I thought I had gotten it or that I couldn't pick it up because it was too close to this yeah. other one. So um, I, if it's not clear... This game was frustrating for me to play through most of the game. Um, Even with the walkthrough, I was getting like a little irritated at times. Right. And so yeah. one of my one of the YouTubers that I follow, uh, he used to go by the Happy Video Game Nerd. Um, and now he has a, a, his own channel. He kind of rebranded. He calls himself Stop Skeletons from Fighting. Um, Silent Hill 2 is one of his favorite games. He's got a video where he talks about if it holds up or not. And as someone, I really respect him because as someone who absolutely loves this game, uh, he's very honest about this, that like he's not sure that he can recommend it to someone who's never played it before Um, because it is the gameplay causes it to be a product of its era and that there's, yeah, there's just lots of things here that uh make it a frustrating experience uh, there's lots of little annoying things in terms of the gameplay but moving from the gameplay um there are two things i think that really stood out 
for for what this game is and and its legacy. Um, the first is the game's presentation, and the second is its story. So when I say presentation, I just mean from an audio visual standpoint. Um, some of the things that this game does. Again, this is an early PS2 game. I think the cutscenes in this actually look really, really good for a PS2 yeah. game. And it, and I was amazed to find out. Like I was listening to a podcast earlier today that um, said that this was a this was an early release on the PS2, and I was like, "Wait, no, are you kidding me?" So they really knocked it out of the park in terms of the work that they put into these cutscenes. Now, does it look like a PS4? No, of course it doesn't. But um, they really, I mean, it it just looks really good for its time um, in terms of the cutscenes. The rest of the game, yeah, I mean, it looks like a PS2 game. Um, but other things about the presentation, there, there are some things like everything is constantly foggy or dark. Um, the audio in the game is overwhelmingly creepy i mean between just the ambient soundtrack and the weird sounds that you hear um this game has a a lot of audio cues in terms of enemies coming near you Uh, early in the game you get a radio and this radio sounds whenever there's an enemy in the area and it is just absolutely unsettling because it gets you you get tense because you know there's something somewhere, something getting close. Um, everything, almost every area in the game is very dark, and so you have a flashlight that you're using, but it's just a flashlight. Like, it's hard to see, and again, combined with the tank controls, um, it makes for a very unsettling experience. Uh, so I think the presentation of this game is is great. Um, I think the visuals... I, I played the P, uh, the original PS2 version. There is a filter over everything that makes it look grainy. So it's mm. grainy, it's foggy. Um, oftentimes there is rust and or blood like smeared on things. It is just extremely creepy. Everything, all the locales are like uh, worn down and it, it just feels oppressive no matter yeah. where you are in this game. And I think the overall atmosphere for a horror game is fantastic. I, I, I think they do a great job. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have to agree with you. Like, especially those first couple hours when you're just sort of wandering around the streets of the town proper mm-hmm. um, and in the fog. Like, I mean, it, it is one of those things that to me, it's sort of like after a little bit, it sort of like wears off. Yeah. Um. After, you you know, after a little bit, like, you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, it's kind of, like, creepy. But, uh, and it definitely does not, like, make you feel good about playing it. Right. But, (laughs) um, yeah, it's like, I mean, that was something that I noticed. And I really, I mean, the first cup, the first three or four hours were really, like, uncomfortable. Uh And then there was just this point where it's like, oh. Like, there was just, like, sort of a switch in my head. And I was like. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like this is a video you know, game. Like, well, and it's and it goes back to like that walking simulator thing. Like there's a like yeah. Occasionally you'll run into an enemy or pass an enemy, but it's like one you don't even really have to engage that often. But two, yeah. like the other thing is like, dude, like 
it's really not that scary. Like, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like it relies, it's sort of like, it's, you know what I, I feel like? It's like, there's a, there's a point where it's like, man, it, it just like, there's just like threat all the time. Right. Yeah. Where you just feel like something's going to jump out and like grab you and, or like, but like, it's like, there's just a point where like, it kind of like you're playing through it and it, it almost has like a sort of a wizard of Oz, like, like Toto sort of dragging the wizard out from behind the curtain sort mm-hmm. of moment where it's like, yeah, okay. Like I see, I kind of see like, I see, but beyond the smoke and, or in this case, like the, the fog in the, the mirror, <laughs> yeah. you know, the fog in the mirrors here. And I'm like, okay, like, no, and it's clever. And you, I mean, I think you have to totally give it props. Yeah. And like the whole game just is very good about setting like a tone that just sort of like, is jarring not in a way that's like but just sort of like ru- just like rubs at you and sort of like frays the psyche a little bit does it you know what i'm saying yeah. like you're just kind of like you're playing it and it's like oh man this is really gross yeah oh, i no and it's like you roll up on something and you're like oh seriously i'm gonna go in there i i really don't want to go in there yeah like <laughs> yeah. you know even though you know that what's in there probably isn't all that bad mm-hmm. like it at the same time you're just kind of like i don't no no yeah and and i think that's something particular to this medium as well is that like as i thought about this game and as we've said like the gameplay is not great um i was thinking well could they do this as a movie <sighs> yes they did and it's oh real bad I, the silent yeah. hill movie is straight trash really i i heard the first one was okay but i heard the second one was hot garbage Mm, i would say both of them are not good i had a friend who was really into them i went and Uh watched both of them with him and he was all about it and i was just like i was like oh and it's like at this point in time too it's you're gonna it's gonna be dated with some really bad cgi right yeah so it's like you're gonna watch it and be like what yeah as as someone who's played through and now knows the story of the first two entries, I'd be intrigued to see like what what like what the story is for the movie. But if if you're saying it's not worth my time, then yeah, I'll. I mean, it's like one Wikipedia of those things. Article. Like, well, it's like one of those things. Like, hey, like, I mean, I wouldn't pay for it. Yeah, but if you can find it for free and you're feeling like I got two hours to burn, <laughs> however long it is, it's like, and that okay do it yeah. like it's not it's they're, they're not good they're yeah. not like and it's not even sort of like that like kind of like in my opinion like there's like a horror that's sort of like fun to watch yeah that and it's like it's just kind of like oh this is really not good yeah it's like this is just like very mediocre mm-hmm. but okay hot trash might be a little bit of an overstatement. <laughs> well i've heard I, I i've heard the second one is, is just absolute garbage um but anyways, well, oh, so I was talking about how like, well, if they made this in a movie, like, and just took this story, would they be able to do it? But I do think there's something to be said about forcing you as the player to make decisions mm-hmm. in order yeah. to progress the game. And then also with the, with the ending, the explanation at the end, the fact that you are controlling James as the main character, I think makes a big difference. Um, yeah, it makes him a sympath. It inherently makes him a sympathetic character uh, because you are on his side because you are literally controlling him. 
Um, th- and that would be, that may be hard to pull off in a movie. So, um, yeah, there, there's something about this game. Like you said, I think a remake in the vein of something like a Resident Evil 2, where it's almost like a reimagining, um, could be really cool if you can handle this delicately enough. Because uh, the last thing I want to say before we jump into spoilers is is that another impression that I have after looking back and going through the story and going through these different elements of the game is that this game... Uh, touches on some very mature elements okay this game is rated m for mature uh anyone who's listening you know if you're if you're younger if you're a teenager um i would caution you against uh necessarily playing this game because of some of the things especially when you go deep into the story some of the themes that pop up um Mm -hmm. things like abuse um sexual abuse as well um, a lot of this game has to do with the relationship of James and his wife. And so it delves into themes of even sexuality. It it touches on sexuality between a husband and a wife a little bit. Um, and I was amazed at how well, looking back, it's able to talk about these themes or, or have something to say about these certain themes without being exploitative. You know, it's it, the yeah. violence in the game is is done in the way that it is horror. Um and so it it feels more gruesome than it actually shows. Uh, because a lot of this game is psychological, um it, and it tries to put images in front of you that conjure up certain feelings without showing you explicit things, if that makes sense. Um, And so the fact that they could do this on the PS2 back in 2001 is an absolute marvel. And I understand why someone playing it in 2001 would consider this to be one of the greatest games of all time, simply because of how well it handles some of the things that this game delves into. The darkness in this game, while uh, I was surprised... I was expecting it to be, you know, like horror in, you know, jump scares and horrible things. I'd heard about, you know, Pyramid Head and how, you know, he's just this terrible entity in the game. The things that were more terrifying to me are the things that it implies about abuse and and uh, sexual abuse and guilt and retribution and things like that. Um. So that's as far as I'm going to go with that before I say spoilers. You ready to get yeah. into spoilers and really kind of jump into the story? Or do you have more thoughts? Let's, let's spoil this right now. Okay. All right. So we're going to get spoiled here. Um, 